there's this idea about how many people does it take to change the world the hundred monkeys story that we need a certain percentage of people to create a new energy and then that energy will take over and there is some truth to that but the question of how much that percent is depends a lot on what we are doing and our choice of action, what kind of energy we're trying to create. If you're trying to push a rock and you push it from in one direction which which is is difficult to push, there will be a lot of resistance. If you can find the point of least resistance, then you can push it quite easily, often. So in the same way, if you're trying to move and change society, if you try to push it in a direction in which there is a lot of resistance, you'll need an enormous amount of energy to push. If you're pushing in a direction in which there is very little resistance, you'll need a very little amount of energy to push. So what direction are we pushing in? And is there a direction which is more effective? I think that the common direction that that a lot of the alternative movement puts pushes in has a lot of resistance. They're pushing against the whole capitalist system and talking about giving up on money, on creating things that are, have complete freedom, things that go against the, the, enormous, the enormous momentum of all of the forces that have been gathered so far in the conventional world. So do we change that completely or do you run away and try and find your little pocket that has nothing to do with the modern world? Neither of them are really very achievable. But what is achievable is to change the direction slightly to something that has less resistance. It's an idea that's talked about in dialectic materialism, which is something that Karl Marx developed before he developed uh, Marxism. It's a way of looking at the world. And basically the idea is there's a thesis, the old way of doing things. There's an antithesis, the new unconventional way that fights against the old way. And then there is the synthesis, which puts the two together in some new way and makes possible a easy, gentle movement forwards because it combines the elements of both in a way where there is little resistance. So we have economy versus ecology. 
And the synthesis would be economy and ecology in some way. What does that look like? The obvious answer, if I skip some of the logical steps that are required to get to it, is cooperative business. It's creating businesses that are owned by communities, not by rich individuals. If a business is run in a democratic fashion, as co-ops are, then it can run in a fairly conventional, similar to a, an existing business and be very successful, but actually be naturally supporting the development of community and because community naturally is very supportive to their environment around them, therefore also naturally environmental, ecological. The cooperative movement is something that exists since a long time and in certain small ways has been highly effective. There is more... The statistics, let's say the statistics about cooperatives show that they are more successful and more stable than any other business form. So why do we not have more of them? Only because we don't believe in them. And because they require a certain selflessness. And people in the world of business and in the alternative world are generally not selfish, selfless enough to create them. We need to be focused on creating for us rather than creating for me and not creating against. Also not creating for them. When we do charitable associations, we do something that's good for others, for the environment, for something else outside of ourselves. But to create cooperatives means to tie yourself into it so that it's for me and for you and for others at the same time. And this is very natural to people at a certain stage of spiritual development. But until they reach that stage, it is quite unnatural and difficult. And so this is one of the reasons why personal and spiritual development is so important. But it's also something that can happen the other way around. If we create cooperative businesses, community-owned business, and we find ourselves working, spending most of our time in a system that it is that is so natural and harmonious and based on sharing, then we cannot help but grow those qualities and develop ourselves spiritually as well. When I have visited workers' cooperatives that are functioning well, the level of joy and sharing and open-heartedness and essentially true spiritual values shown by the ordinary people in that cooperative has been so deep, so strong. Cooperatives are a really important part of transforming society. And if we can create a world which is 
full of cooperatives, then essentially we have overturned and transformed the capitalist system into something completely different and much more human, humane and environmental. So how, so how many people does it take to change the world in this case where we are working without resistance? In this case, every single person makes an enormous difference. If you create a cooperative business and you support in some way the cooperative movement, then more people get a taste of it. And as people get a taste of it, they start to become interested. We found that when people were staying in our house and we were developing a community way of living, that once they had experienced it, they loved it and would try to go home and do the same thing in their home. But when we talk about it, it's scary, it's difficult. So when you have an answer, something that really works, it may not be obvious to people until they experience it. And so giving people that taste means that so many more people can do the same thing. And when you create a cooperative business, there are so many people who can be part of that cooperative business. And so it affects a lot more than you. And if it's designed well, those people don't necessarily have to be very alternative people. The people just have a need that is met. And this is the amazing power of doing things in a way that doesn't have resistance. It means that every step is a solid, sure step that leads to the next step and the next step and one step leads to ten steps leads to a hundred steps so how many people does it take? it depends how fast you want the change to be one person will make the change but it will take some time ten, a hundred, thousand, ten thousand ten thousand people who could live like this would make an enormous difference. The change would happen very fast. And 10,000 people is a very small percentage. We don't need 50% of people to change. We need some very small percentage of people to learn how to build something that has room for everybody. And then everybody will change with it, naturally. 